Hey there guys this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started Namaskar Namaskar hello my friend how are you Ek number <laughs> So you remember I think some time ago few months ago there was a period where we didn't record right and then suddenly mm-hmm. after two two or three months we started recording and you mentioned that uh, you felt that ki the podcaster in you has gone somewhere and it'll take some time to get back right mm-hmm. so at that time i didn't feel that but now i'm starting to feel it because i think it has been well over a month since we last recorded so yeah busy busy schedules both of us are quite busy these days and we have postponed our recording for what like four or five times i think most of those times it was because of something that was coming up with mm. uh, in my life but yeah i feel like when you are not consistent with recording podcast you are not consistent with taking notes for interesting topics to talk about during your podcast and um, i feel like now we have started recording with such a low frequency that even while well, recording i don't feel comfortable because i feel like i'm doing something new i'm doing something for the first time it does not feel natural which i used to say a year back mm-hmm. i think we should try and i have said this on the podcast a million times before but we should try and find some time to record regularly but let's see let's see how how often we are able to record true So what are you going to talk about today? You tell me. So I have a very interesting topic, right? So I'm very sure this has happened at least once with you, right? So now since the pandemic is well under control, by well under control, I mean that lot of the people have been vaccinated second dose, third dose. So I don't know what the situation is there in Pune, but in Mumbai no one wear masks anymore. Hardly you see maybe 5% of the people you meet across the street are wearing masks but hardly people wear mask right but a month or two months ago there was a time where people used to wear mask regularly right so my question is has this happened to you you see a girl she looks really beautiful but she's wearing a mask <laughs> and you you imagine wow she's so beautiful she looks so pretty <laughs> stuff like that but the moment she removes the mask she doesn't look how you imagined her to be and this has happened with me multiple times right so has this happened with you yeah before like speaking about this in the context of beautiful looking girls i would <laughs> rather put it in a different context so this happened with me big time with respect to my students so last year firstly it was uh, online teaching when i started my job as a teacher grade 10 english teacher in my school so it was online classrooms and students were not expected to keep their videos on because there were bandwidth issues in their community so students used to keep their videos off i could only hear their voices when they used to respond to questions that also i would not ask them to respond by unmuting themselves very often i would ask them to just type it in the chat box so i used to hear their voice a lot and then i had no face to put on their names then i pushed very hard for a community center when they started coming physically and uh, that was at the peak of the pandemic not exactly the peak but there were many people who were getting covid positive every day there were people dying every day so it was quite serious so uh, 
we were also very serious about social distancing putting your masks on every time so what happened was i saw them with masks for almost a year and then suddenly when they started taking off their masks i was surprised and i could not i could not even tell who that person is just because they have taken out their masks and i have spent like 2 3 hours every day 5 to 6 days a week for good 6 7 months and even after that there were times when i could not tell who is who without their mask so this has happened with me big time with respect to my students with respect to yeah in general people who wear masks you imagine them to look a certain way when they take out their mask and sadly many times you are disappointed so yeah, it's definitely happened to me often yeah so i think beautiful is not like it's not exactly appropriate not appropriate but that's not the word i would like to use the word i would like politically to, like correct to use <laughs> yeah that's what politically correct nahi hoga shayad but but it's okay right so, for someone who is who i think is beautiful might not be beautiful for everyone so beauty is subjective but a better way to put this would be they don't turn out to be how you had pictured them in your mind something like correct. that and they turn out to be very different right so this has happened with you right so it has happened with me also a lot of times now let's come to the point in beauty you look at a girl she's wearing a mask she's looking beautiful you go to her and uh, you i know this is not going to happen but you just go and compliment her and you you just say that you're looking beautiful and she takes out her mask and then you say oh you look beautiful but with your mask on so do you think this is a compliment or uh, <laughs> would would the girl take it as a compliment or not <laughs> why do you want to discuss whether she would take it as a compliment or not what i feel like we should answer is is it a compliment or not i don't think it's a compliment it's a quite it's quite an insult to say she look much better with your mask on and i think this has this has been told to me by one of my students i'm sure i remember something actually exactly same bhai aap mask mein zyada acche lagte ho one of the students had told me so students are brutal man but why why though i i don't think so that love pata nahi i think in the case of girls it's understandable but guys what difference does it make i think it doesn't make any difference no i mean they must be seeing something so my what i was trying to get at was like i tried to give a very diplomatic answer right for uh, you will not get what you imagined and there will be an expectation mismatch and that will create a dissonance in your mind so on and so forth and then you also changed gear and said okay okay i also want to put my answer in a way uh, when i'm not saying uh, a person will look beautiful or not and you're trying to be politically correct right i feel like we have moved on to a place where it's just not okay to say that someone looks ugly like even when we are sitting together with a group of friends or a group of colleagues and if you say that this person looks ugly maybe not I, i'm not saying that this we saying this on a person's face but even just discussing like it's just not okay and our ethics morals standards have moved to a place where it's just not okay to say that any person on this world can look ugly and i wonder i mean i don't feel it's okay like if beauty exists then its opposite ugliness also exists uh similarly it's just not okay for anyone to say that someone is fat even though that person is clearly obese so recently a similar thing happened with me when i was uh describing a student in my school 
to one of my colleagues okay i said something along the lines of okay is this the boy who looks a little fat and that colleague got triggered like you just can't use that word for that student but i said like that's exactly how that student looks and if not fat if i want to say a word that would imply that person looks fat but i don't use that word what word can i use and that person not have a good answer like if i say overweight that's offensive if i say fat it's offensive if i say circular that's offensive <laughs> uh so i get the i get the emotion behind it i get the rationale behind it why it is not okay uh but i just find it very inconvenient but i don't get it i don't i don't get the rationale behind it tell me what's the rationale if a person is fat he is fat is like i don't know abhi mujhe chashma hai if someone calls me chashmish it's okay i have a beard if someone calls me dadi wala it's okay because that is who i am so what's wrong with uh, I, i i i think there is a stigma about uh, fatness but i don't know why there is like if suppose tomorrow i turn fat and people call me fat i think i have to accept it right because that's who i am so people will call me who i am right so this is kahawat right ande ko anda thodi bulaya jata hai so you know that if that person is fat that person anyway is struggling physically or maybe has already been bullied around his body has been fat shamed whatever whatever and hence why do you want to like keep reminding that person about it so i feel like that's the rationale i think a better word could be little healthy little plum i don't know the fat word has a negative connotation but a person who is little healthy technically means that he is supposed to be more fit but in general exactly. words it means little healthy as in little fat yeah but my problem is you anyway mean that right and i yeah. don't know like, so i don't you say it na Why? yeah uh, no you don't say it because that person might feel bad about it uh, but me I'm, i'm not discussing that case in the first place like i'm not even i'm not going to say someone you're fat on their face because it is going to hurt them i'm just talking hmm. about cases where you're describing someone it's just not okay in our society these days to describe someone as ugly or to describe someone as fat for example okay coming back to the topic of beautiful girls with masks how does calling someone beautiful be insulting <laughs> calling someone beautiful while most of their face is being covered so obviously that's an insult man uh, uh, i i just found it very funny right like like corona ne kya kya dikha diya like i never thought that i would find someone beautiful while half of their face is covered but generally that has happened mostly in public transports ki half of the face is covered when they remove their mask to drink a water or something you see their whole face and it's not what you had imagined it to be and i'm very sure our listeners have experienced something like this yeah i feel like it's all it's all in our minds so our mind hmm. always makes a creation of the remaining face and our mind just wants to hmm. make beautiful faces out of those imaginations I feel like it, our, our brains are at fault here. <laughs> Correct. Now that's one topic that I had. Now let's move on to something little interesting. I don't know how interesting this might be. But I had this question. I don't know if you have discussed about this or not. But 
I think this is a typical interview question and you might have answered this in any of the interviews that you have given. The question is what is the biggest risk you have taken in your life? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, this, this sounds like a interview question. Yeah, but I don't mean it in an interview sort of way. But so this so question I'm thinking. Answer. Yeah, I want the real answer. I I am actually thinking about it. Uh See in India what's... Whoever uh, has not done engineering has taken the biggest risk ever. There are so many graduate engineering graduates who are jobless. So how do you call? What I'm saying is, when you are in twelfth grade and you're what eighteen years old, and the entire world tells you that you should be taking engineering, your parents tell you that you should be taking engineering, your teachers tell you that you should be doing engineering, um, and while having all of this pressure. you not budging and doing something that you really want i feel like that's a risk man i mean i wonder if it's a risk like in hindsight does not feel like a risk but back then it felt like such a big risk like am i doing something wrong am i being stupid is this, will this be a lost opportunity will i regret this so on and so forth so i feel like the first thing which comes to my mind is exactly that um yeah not doing engineering <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thing i think my answer would be something similar my answer is doing physics doing masters in physics i don't know what sort of so like these days i've been thinking quite a lot why did i do that in the first place like it's not that i don't like physics i really enjoyed it but while i was doing my masters i came to realize that i don't think so this is what i want to do for the rest of my life so it sort of feels like wasted quite some time of my life but it's okay it's not something that i regret it's fine i don't feel like it's a risk though right because as you said right, hmm. you enjoyed physics and hmm. uh, i feel like back in bachelors we all felt the small group that we had that we want to do phd in physics maybe become theoretical hmm. physicists on and so forth so i feel like i don't feel like it's a risk because like even if you did go with that plan anyway and did a phd in physics you could have ended up as a associate professor which is not a bad career to have and looking at the way we have scored in entrance exams and all i don't feel you would have struggled a lot to become an associate professor hmm when i hear the word risk i intuitively think about monetary risks <laughs> now i have taken zero <laughs> That's yeah, not something yeah, I, where I use risk. I sort of knew that you have taken zero. I have taken a lot of monetary risks. It's okay. I don't feel it's a big deal if you lose a few thousands here and there. I think one of the risks that you have taken is investing a very small amount of your portfolio in crypto, right? Which it's not paying. It's not paying it off. It's I mean, down right. Yeah. <laughs> that was just petty cash lying around which i wanted to invest yeah that's okay but do you think that was some sort of fomo it there was yeah <laughs> you you would be like are 10 saal baad amish ka paisa 100 times ho gaya hai and wo mujhe suna raha hai chalo main bhi thoda dal deta hu at least amish ke paas sunane ka mauka to nahi milega something like that tum waise bhi sunaoge if i if you do turn out to become a millionaire because of all the money that you put in, <laughs> in cryptocurrency obviously i haven't put any money. money i have put less money than you have bro but 
I also do see the logic though. Like I can see some cryptos actually making it big. I can see some technologies being built upon cryptocurrency. Mm. And hence I've put some money. It's just that I'm not an expert nor do I have time to research about it. And hence I've just say ki bhai just as a token investment that I have something in crypto I've put that but yeah it's, it's what 60-70% loss in the last 60-70% damn yeah yeah it's that's lost that's brutal huh. yeah it's lost around yeah 70% of its value nah, so are you not planning to buy some more and average it out no 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 I'm not going to put more and while put while investing my token amount I had decided that I'm not going to put more mm-hmm. okay so I think I do not have a good good enough answer to this question of what's the biggest risk that I have taken in my life. Maybe I'll have to sit and ponder about it a little more. Yeah, but if you want a serious answer, like what felt mm-hmm. like a risk, so there are other risks as well, right? So risk like something that threatened your life, for example. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm that kind of person who threatens his life. Anyway, like whenever I sit in my car, the first thing I do is put my seat belt on. Whenever I uh, ride a two wheeler, I put my helmet on. So I anyway very low on taking risk with respect to life. So it's me which is any interesting. The only thing which felt like a big risk back then was putting my foot into social sector because hmm. I was not sure if it would have a good career or not. So there, there are two things, right? One is, am I skilled enough to make a good career? And the second thing is, are there good careers in social sector in the first place? So I feel like there were many unknowns back then. Right now, I have much more clarity. Okay, these are so many different different roles that I can take up in the social sector. I have a lot of clarity on my own abilities that these are my competencies, these are my talents, and how can I use them to impact outcomes? And I know that many of these skills are also transferable. So. Tomorrow, if social sector is like banned in India, even then I'll be able to transfer many of my skills in for-profit sectors. Um, so I just taking the leap of faith and saying this is what I want to do. Uh, this is very meaningful, and the monetary benefits may not be at par with for-profits, but being okay with that, not being sure about your abilities, or will you be able to do this? I feel like that that was the moment when I was actually. Taking up the Teach for India fellowship, that was a moment of I am taking a big risk with this. I'm not sure about it. Hmm. I feel so jealous. You have such good answers. Ah, it's a chote chote hai. For example, last year I took up Grade Ten English, and I've never taught English in my life, nor have I liked the subject as a student. So these are some small small risks. And I've taken. That isn't a risk, na. That's your responsibility. You had to take English. You didn't have a choice. I mean, I could say no and say no. I am a math and, teacher. And 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 lose and teacher. lose the job and lose the job. I don't know. I could have negotiated. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, but I don't think that's a risk. And I'm very sure any subject you take, even if you take Marathi, Hindi, whatever, I think you are a good enough serious teacher. So you would have put in the efforts and efforts pay out. So. I don't think that's a risk. I wish that was true, man. Efforts pay out. I don't think that's true. It's just that I had my basic teacher practices polished in the last year, and I feel like so that that's one like having basic teacher practice in place. And second one is just good with strategy and backward plannings. I feel like that worked out for me. 
नो बट इफ इफ योर स्कूल ऑर्गेनाइजेशन वुड हैव सेड कि ओके रोहन विच सब्जेक्ट डू यू वांट टू टेक एंड यू योरसेल्फ सेइंग दैट ओके आई वांट टू टेक इंग्लिश दैट वुड हैव बीन अ रिस्क बट यू बीइंग असाइंड इंग्लिश एंड यू एक्सेप्टिंग दैट आई डोंट थिंक दैट्स अ रिस्क मी नॉट नेगोशिएटिंग दैट वाज अ रिस्क योर स्कूल नीडेड इंग्लिश टीचर योर स्कूल ऑलरेडी हैज अ मैथ्स टीचर ऑलरेडी हैज अ साइंस टीचर देन व्हाई वुड दे हैव अनदर मैथ्स टीचर और साइंस टीचर राइट because i'm not just a teacher i'm also a manager and a coach right math teacher ko bolo english padhaye main apna math padhayega but math teacher math teacher hai isliye to math padha raha hai english nahi padha raha to mai bhi to math teacher hai na why are you asking me to teach english chalo fair enough so now you are also st- still you are teaching english or have you switched to math or science again i switched to something that the school needs which is grade 10 science oh nice science i am thinking you are doing a better job than i am doing a much better job ha ha nice nice so let's put a cap on this topic and i think we didn't make a note of this but this is a very interesting topic that has happened to me and to you as well because we have talked about this offline before right so uh-huh. i think there there has been sort of increase in needy people quote unquote needy people on the road so they are not beggars but they are needy people who come to ask you for help you know it looks like they have come from a village they have some luggage with them and they ask you for money so that they could catch a rickshaw or something like that or you know there are people poor people who say that we don't want money but can you please buy us some ration from yeah. a nearby grocery store so these cases have been I personally have experienced them a lot. I feel that I at least experience one case every month. Mm-hmm. Such people just came come to me out of the blue and ask for help, right? So this has happened to me so often and suppose there is a beggar who is asking for asking money from you and if you are feeling generous enough you would give them 10 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But these people they ask for either a good amount of money or ration mein bhi they ask acha 1 kg chawal 1 kg oil 1 kg sugar ye wo so that comes around 500 bucks and that's mm. that's i think that's a huge amount of money like putting it out at least for me it is ki mm. i don't mind giving them but it has just happened so frequently these days that i don't feel like saying no but it it is also affecting my budget a little so i don't know what should what should i do so so what are your opinions on it do you think they are a uh, genuinely you know they are genuinely needy or something what's your opinion on all this hmm. so the way i look at it is some of them are genuine some of them are not genuine some of them really need you some of them are just trying to tip you off how much is that percentage you can't really tell you can't really know without actually investigating these cases so it's a good assumption to make that some of them are genuine some of them are not genuine so the way i have tackled this is firstly do i have the money to help them like if someone comes and tells me i don't have a house can you please buy me a house obviously i can't help that person so that's just out of question but someone asking me for 50 bucks 100 bucks 200 bucks do i have the money the answer is yes so that's the first question that i answer do i have the money or not second question is say for example i'm helping 10 people a year these random people on the road and assuming worst case possible scenario 
which is say for example 9 out of 10 people are just ripping me off and 1 out of 10 people were actually people who needed really really dearly in that moment will i be okay with that and i have decided or just made peace with the fact that i'll be okay with that for me it's okay that in order to help that one needy person i am okay with being ripped off for nine times for approximately 200 bucks every time and this does not happen with me every day it happens or approximately if you're saying once a month it happens approximately 10 times a year so i'll be okay with that and i've just made peace with it and hence whoever asks me for money in that range i just give it away but uh, anything about like say 500 bucks if they ask for 1000 bucks 2000 i'm just going to say and i really cannot afford that i'm just going to say ki nahi hai bhai i can't help you i'm really sorry i'm just move ahead hmm hmm so yeah so these people are also very demanding right like see you are helping them right but help ka bhi ek limit hota hai na when they ask ki we want uh, chawal so i said okay yeah le lo chawal दो किलो चावल ले लो नहीं हमको बासमती चावल ही चाहिए हमको यही चाहिए हाँ सो आई वॉज लाइक वॉट्स ऑफ आई डोंट नो वॉट्स ऑफ क्या क्या वॉट्स वर्ड आई एम लुकिंग फॉर वॉट्स ऑफ डी नहीं नहीं मतलब ये कैसा ऑर्डर फाड़ रहे हो तुम कि मुझे यही चाहिए अरे हम मैं जो हेल्प कर रहा हूँ आप वो नहीं ले रहे हो और आप मुझे ऑर्डर कर रहे हो कि मुझे यही चीज इट्स सो वियर राइट सो माई माई टेक ऑन दिस इज एग्जैक्टली ऑपोजिट राइट so i think i have never said no to anyone anyone who comes to me for help i just cannot say no for any reason so of course i also have a budget uh, budget ki i could help you only up, up to this amount isse zyada main help nahi kar sakta i'm sorry itna kar aapko chahiye to main de sakta but i have a very weird pessimistic view that all of them are there to rip me off but still i'm not able to say no i feel that they always stand near uh, grocery stores and they have a tie up with grocery stores i don't know this is a very weird conspiracy theory that goes in my head that they have a tie up with the grocery store they take uh, 100 rupees ka mal with them so we pay the grocery store 100 bucks then the same mal they return to the grocery store and the grocery store pays them 80 bucks so unka bhi fayda ho gaya grocery store wale ka bhi fayda ho gaya aur hamara nuksan ho gaya i don't know why i feel that but <laughs> it's just is just something that always goes in my head seems very unlikely but uh, see i feel like your problem is not it does it does not matter why you don't want to give them i feel like it's your money you have all the right to say yes or no so for whatever reason okay conspiracy theory or not you have the right to say no because your hard earned money what i feel is the problem is you're not able to say no for example i am very capable of saying no which i've learned over time uh, especially mostly in the last one year i've become much more assertive when saying what i really want to say and not be a people pleaser so if if a similar thing happens with me i'll be very outright and say friend this is the only rice that i'm going to give you if you want you please take it or else this deal is off no no i i do say that i do say that but i'm not able to say no i don't want to help you or no i can't help you no no i've learned i i can look into someone's eye and say no so you know when you and i request anyone okay it could be someone from our family friends 
स्ट्रेंजर्स एनीथिंग ओके कि मेरे को ये मिलेगा क्या या फिर ये मेरे लिए तुम कर दोगे क्या वगैरह वगैरह एनीथिंग वी आस्क एनी अदर पर्सन यू ऑलवेज फियर रिजेक्शन राइट एंड वेन वी डू गेट रिजेक्शन यू फील वेरी सैड वी फील बैड वी फील लो ऑन सेल्फ एस्टीम सो ऑन एंड सो फोर्थ सो आई फील लाइक दैट्स द नॉर्मल पावर डायनेमिक द पर्सन हुज आस्किंग इज फीलिंग वेरी एम्बेस्ड एंड द पर्सन हुज rejecting feels quite empowered because hey i am in control in these cases it tends to happen the other way around like the person who is rejecting is feeling less in power and the person who is getting rejected is trying to assert his or her power and i just like realize at a point ki yaar ye to galat hai ye to ulta ho raha hai If I am the one who is deciding whether this will happen or not, or whether I'll help or not, I should be in a place of power. And uh, that's when I just like when I really want to say a no, I can stare into a person's soul and say no. मेरे को नहीं करना है. फिर I'm not going to do it. You do whatever. Hmm, makes makes sense. So this, I think, this leads to a bigger question, which needs to be asked here. The question is, what matters? the thought or the action because clearly my thoughts might not be in the right place but my actions are so mujhe andar se shayad se kabhi kabhi man nahi hota hai abhi kal hi mere sath aisa hua kal hi mujhse kisi ne manga kal hi mera 500 rupaya kharcha ho gaya aaj someone else is asking even though i i feel like i really can't afford it i am not able to say no and i give them but andar se mera ichha nahi hai dene ka but at the end of the day i give them so main happily nahi de raha hu but de raha hu so i think actions matter of course because they don't give any thought about what i am thinking as long as they are getting whatever they are getting so actions matter but in general scenario not just in this scenario do you think actions matter or thoughts matter or both matter hmm i have a compartmentalized <laughs> answer for this so for any general thing i feel like it's quite easy actions matter for example what you thought is immaterial if someone is able to eat food on that day that is what ultimately matters similarly we often talk about intentions of politicians right here modi ji ne ye soch ke aisa policy leke aa gaye ya fir ha wo gst wala procedure theek se chala nahi but intention to waisa tha na wagera wagera i feel like there's no excuse for these people like tum log ka intention se mujhe kuch lena dena nahi hai या फिर इज द प्राइम मिनिस्टर ऑफ इंडिया गुड हजबेंड गुड सन आई डोंट केयर लाइक दैट्स योर पर्सनल लाइफ यू डू वट एवर इन योर पर्सनल लाइफ ऑल आई केयर अबाउट इज आर यू एबल टू ब्रिंग इन पॉलिसीज एंड द पोलिटिकल लीडरशिप एंड द स्टेबिलिटी एंड द इकोनॉमिक ग्रोथ दैट द कंट्री नीड्स दैट्स ऑल सो तुम वो अच्छे इंटेंशन सेव करो या बुरे इंटेंशन से और you do it in a well thought out way or in a half as odd way i don't really care all i care about is the impact it has had so i feel like for politicians for bureaucrats for organizations for managers for leadership teams i feel like impact matters but then there are some asterisks so when do these asterisks come the first asterisk comes for yourself like say for example you want to crack an exam okay and you work like 8 hours a day for 2 years and even after 2 years of hard work you cannot crack that exam i don't think uh, you should be so harsh on yourself saying ki hey, you have put in so many efforts you have put in so many hours but impact is you have not cleared the exam and hence 
that's all that matters no i mean your inputs your hard work matters if you be so hard on yourself it will be difficult for you to live with yourself the second asterisk is for loved ones say for example there is this friend who has say uh, a habit of insulting you about your hair in front of others okay and you just don't like it and you've given feedback to this friend here you should not do this with other people around i'm very uncomfortable about it and they put in a lot of efforts and uh, even after those efforts things have not really changed i feel like you say you know no all your efforts are in vain it's not okay that's a short short way of ruining your relationships or uh, with respect to a loved one say for example someone throws a birthday party for you you really hate it you it makes you uncomfortable sucks out all your energy but you know that the intention of that person was to make you feel happy i feel like in those cases also intention matters more than the outcome in general i feel like the outcome matters more than the input um but for yourself and in the case of your loved ones intentions also need to be taken care of i am actually wondering about you said na that for example you don't care if the prime minister of india is a good husband or a good son or whatever as long as he is a good prime minister yeah. he is impacting the country in a positive sense he is bringing out change in a positive manner you are happy with it so i was wondering yeah. Uh, yeah. what if the prime minister of india or let's let, let's not go that far what if so you work in organization the head of the organization the ceo of organization is a very good ceo he is managing his uh, staff really well he is taking his company forward he is making his customers happy but he is not a good husband or something like that maybe he physically or mentally abuses his wife or or whatever and you come to know about that so don't you think your image of this person will get affected because of it definitely my image of this person will get affected but we are asking the question what matters mm. so it does not matter if he is a good husband or not all that matters is what is this person doing about the company to me at least obviously it matters to the wife but for me as an employee of this company it does not really matter will i be disappointed yes will i feel sad i will feel sad but will that change the fact that he or she or they are a good ceo no you know this is interesting video that uh, veritasium has put up i think it's been put up today itself uh, which is titled the scientist who killed millions and saved billions mm. so this person got a nobel prize in chemistry the story begins at a point in humanity where scientists are predicting that people are soon going to start dying of hunger because most of the nitrogen in the soil is getting used up and if it is not replenished the yield of the soil is going to decrease and there won't be enough food for sustaining the population of earth so that that was the prediction that was being made and the projections were suggesting that hence they were making that prediction so many scientists were trying to somehow infuse nitrogen in the soil artificially and everyone was failing because nitrogen is very difficult to get in the form where it can be infused with the soil nitrogen is present as n2 in the atmosphere but it takes a lot of energy to split it so many people were trying to solve that problem so fritz was one of those people who was able to crack this problem and he was able to make ammonia using a process catalyst high pressure high temperature etc etc 
so because of this person the ammonia based fertilizers began through which you can replenish the nitrogen in the soil and it is said that 4 billion people today are alive because of him it is also said that the nitrogen is basis in our dna 50% of it is from the nitrogen which was put inside the crops which was given in the soil using his technique uh which is huge mm-hmm. like tumhare body ke 50% nitrogen ki cheeze usne develop kiye hue process se bana hai so it's huge right and this person should be like on the currency of each and every country on this face of earth but many people have not even heard about him only people in the chemistry circle might have heard his name fritz haber now so far this person feels like a hero right but after that he obviously became famous he became very wealthy and uh, he was still in the science realm right he was still a researcher an innovator so around that time world wars began and he had just figured out how to make ammonia which is easily convertible into a deadly gas so he started also experimenting with respect to poisonous gases and chemical weapons through which or rather because of which millions of people died in the world wars also it's very easy to make explosives out of whatever fertilizer he had made so they were also used as explosives so millions of people died because he had made these chemical weapons and he had made these explosives but billions of people are alive and well today and well fed because of his fertilizer so it's very difficult for us to figure out whether this person should be hailed as a hero or should be considered as a villain and i have watched the video right so i also have the veritasium channel zoner derek's final perspective on this particular situation but when you hear this story what do you feel what is your feeling about him i think you will always be a villain in someone's story so for people who were directly associated with him like for farmers who were able to use his ammonia and you know increase the yield of their crop they hail him as a hero but for people because of whom he died their families actually think of him as a, a villain right so i think everything is subjective you cannot be 100% good or 100% bad so what is he in your eyes a third person in in my eyes in my in my eyes i will i think the calculation wise i think he should be a hero because he has impacted billions so i think he is a hero hmm. so i was confused okay i did not have an answer at this point after listening to his story but there was an interesting perspective given at the end of the video by derek he says that one way to look at this is is a sterile element if he did not figure out that process maybe someone else would have it's not that he was the only person working on this problem although many chemists were working on this problem for 5 years and no one had figured this out maybe a year later or two years later some chemist might have figured this out similarly with respect to explosives and chemical weapons he was not the only person working on chemical weapons right so if not him someone else would have figured it out so an interesting perspective that i got at the end of the video was maybe is irrelevant and we should not give individual people so much credit i think in some other universe someone else would have found it out but in this universe he has found it out so i think he deserves to get the credit or discredit in someone else's case but i totally 
am not up for this idea that you should not give them credit i think it is he who has done it so he deserves the credit Fair, no fair. questions asked about that hmm. no the question is not about do you give this person the credit or not it's just hmm. when you're looking at history from a zoomed out lens we say right ki if say for example gandhi wouldn't be there india wouldn't have had its freedom or the impact of say hitler on the world or impact of the first person who discovered fire for example so when you're looking at history of human kind from a zoomed out lens that's when this perspective can be applied where maybe these discoveries are not so person dependent if not this person someone else would have figured it out yeah so then the question would have been that do you think that person who discovered this is a villain or a hero right so the question will remain the same just the person's name is going to change so i think this perspective where you think that it's irrelevant is just sort of running away from <laughs> the real question okay man i'm going to concede i'm not going to argue with that one <laughs> like if you think this is irrelevant then everything is irrelevant right like don't you think everything is irrelevant in the first place i think this 10 years from now we are someone is, like 100 years from now no one is going to remember you no one is going to remember me so i hope our podcast will still be there but no one is going to remember us so i don't think so anything is relevant and maybe that's a perspective that is going to help us live our lives better i was recently reading the article of wait but why which says religion for all mm. non religious i feel like that mm. is also one of the perspectives that article was trying to get at like there are so many billions and billions of stars in this world and there are so many planets and we are able to see such a small part of our uh universe so on and so forth so your problems your day to day lives is pretty much irrelevant so maybe just take a chill pill and not be so serious about your life so i feel like perspective is helpful at times to live your life uh in a better way so don't you think yaar yeah, it's it's so irrelevant you should stop working in the social sector and just chill take a normal 9 to 5 job on good money relax enjoy spend time with the family don't you think what you are doing is irrelevant hmm so uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like because you don't think much about it <laughs> uh, go 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 ahead go ahead pata chala kal design kar liya anyway nahi aisa nahi hota i think this all godi godi talks are at one place it feels good to say that things are not relevant and stuff like that but at the end of the day it is very relevant everything is relevant because it's relevant to you it doesn't matter if it's relevant to someone else it's relevant to you that's why you're doing it end of story all these philosophical ideas are good to just think about there are you know all these philosophers they talk big big things but when it comes to their paycheck they don't have any money right so all these things is good to just talk about and discuss it it doesn't get you it doesn't get food on the plate no i have a better answer even for people who are trying to change the world and people who are trying to make a difference every day i feel like this perspective is empowering because sometimes you feel like everything is on your shoulders now you feel like if you fail the entire world is going to fail and things are going to be drastic i feel like even for someone like me who was in the social sector it's 
an enabling mindset to have like if things are relevant i should take a chill pill sometimes and not stress so much about each and everything each and every day each and every minute so i feel like that's an empowering mm-hmm. perspective to have and i feel like things are irrelevant is very well applicable to the small things like kisi ne gaadi thok di aapki i feel like that's where it's very much applicable it's very small thing and it's irrelevant in the large scheme of things and hence i feel like this mindset also to push you to pursue things which are really meaningful for you uh, because mm. everything is irrelevant might as well try to make something meaningful out of the limited and irrelevant time you have on earth hmm. i think it depends on your mindset for example if someone who is depressed and you tell him are everything is irrelevant yaar they would be like ha you are everything is irrelevant i should i should not live i should commit suicide i think it depends on your mindset it's more on that front and and you give you give an example of kisi ne car thok diya and you feel it's irrelevant it's because you are not fond of cars cars are just a mode of transport from point a to point b which is fine but for example if something that you cherish you are very fond of and usme kuch gadbad ho gaya and someone says that's irrelevant you would get offended right that how how could you say that for example if someone matlab tere daddy ka gaadi kisi ne thok diya and you tell him are in the big scheme of things this is irrelevant do chamat marenge tere ko i feel like that's exactly where this is applicable for example i love my laptops i love my mobiles hmm. and if hmm. something happens to my say for example mobile uh, i will be hmm. very very sad and i feel like in those cases this perspective will be quite empowering hmm. Hmm hmm hmm. I know I know I know it 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 uh, I agree to that but uh, yeah, I agree to that matlab it chilla chilla ke sabko mat bolo where you are f- use it for yourself nahi i nahi nahi waisa nahi bol raha hu i think bolna chahiye sabko like it's it's something that has helped you during difficult times right of course when your laptop is not working your phone is not working you feel sad because it's a part of your life and it's not there anymore so whatever hmm. you feel sad but this i think i you are i agree to with what you have to say that this fact that it's irrelevant that your phone is not working it's irrelevant it it's empowering and it helps you go through the process of or at least it makes it easier hmm. yes i have experienced that myself so i could say that with surety that okay yes that idea is helpful i'm saying take you through the bad times yeah and i'm saying that that is going to push you even further to pursue things that are meaningful to you but i think saying it is irrelevant is a little harsh i feel i yeah. think there are some better words which could be used because it for example abhi tera mobile kharab ho gaya i could share in the bigger scheme of thing it's so irrelevant but from others person's perspective it might feel like he doesn't care about my emotions something like that i feel it it could be little not offensive but inconsiderate if you say that if you feel it's okay but if someone says that to you then you might feel that this person is so in- inconsiderate he is not thinking about my feelings at all yeah, that's exactly what i meant by chilla chilla ke sabko mat bolo just use it for yourself Achha. okay ha okay 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 fair enough fair enough 